Hi there, and welcome back to the Meredith Page podcast. Now, you may have seen business awards happening in your local area and thought, whoa, is this just a shameless promotional exercise or what? Well, after attending an awards ceremony with one of my clients, I quickly realized there was more to this than meets the eye. So in this episode, I'm speaking with Catherine Calvin. She's a PR consultant from regional New South Wales who has guided many small town businesses to success in the awards process. Together, we're going to cover why the awards application process has the added benefit of regular reflection on the achievements of your business, how this in turn can have an impact on the content you can cover in your ongoing marketing, and how awards ceremonies present a golden opportunity for your business to connect with collaborators, as well as being a great team building experience. That and so much more. Ready? Let's jump on in. Running a small business while raising small humans in a small town is tough, but it's the kind of tough we chose. Why? Because it allows us to reach bigger financial goals whilst also having the freedom to prioritise things on our terms. So how do we make sure it stays that way? How do we make sure that the businesses we build continue to set us free rather than becoming something we're enslaved by? Well, that's exactly what I'm using this podcast to find out. I'm Meredith Page. As well as being a wife and a mum, I'm a marketing strategist from regional Australia. I'm connecting with the small town entrepreneurs from right across the country. I want to know how they make it work, raising a family and running ethical businesses whilst maintaining mental well-being and healthy boundaries. And every now and then, I'll throw in something I've figured out too. This is the Meredith Page Podcast. So I'm looking at the list of businesses that you've gotten successful awards for um even just over the last couple of years is really it's really impressive and really diverse as well like we've got um landscaping yards we've got skincare we've got retail um a lot of like non-for-profits and community service awards like like real estate so and when before we jumped on this recording you sort of said that your niche wasn't necessarily an industry but how how connected a business is to their to their broader purpose and the place they find themselves in the community and if nothing else like that's that's when you know you found a business that you want to work with not necessarily a particular niche so um I'd love to sort of unpack that next because I think that's a really good jumping off point for businesses if they're thinking about applying for awards but you also sort of told me you've got a pretty pretty windy path towards coming then back to public relations so can you give me like the the summary of your career trajectory from start to here that's then equated to the experience you bring to awards applications because it sounds really interesting okay well it's too long to go into too much detail because it's like very windy (laughs) <laughs> 36 years in public relations and about five years in journalism before that. Um, but essentially, I've mostly worked with businesses throughout my career. I wrote about business and economics as a journalist. And then I went into a PR consultancy, worked in Perth for a number of years where I worked directly with businesses. Uh, most of them were statewide or, or some were national. And 
then I progressed on to teaching in the business area and other related areas. And then eventually found my way back as a private PR consultant in a regional area um, who then sort of had to, was the only person even doing much media, any marketing, any of that sort of thing in a time where, when all that sort of thing regionally was very much in its infancy. And that that was, uh, but what I found even back then, which would have been in the mid-90s onwards, I had to constantly evolve my business. My business couldn't keep doing the same thing. So over it started doing sort of things like media liaison for companies, some um, under contract, um, being a PR advisor on uh, touchy and interesting issues like forests, national parks and other sort of things and going eventually into uh, events, organising community events um, and through a variety of stages then sort of no longer doing much media and publicity work but more concentrating on helping individual businesses um, with my sort of broader business experience to highlight the really good things that they were doing in the regional area, but particularly to give uh, to draw attention to themselves uh, with with uh, business awards because it became obvious that you needed really to make your mark and stand out um, compared with businesses that had just sort of gone along business as usual who might have been around for a number of decades. Yeah. Mm. Do you feel like, because um, <clears throat> I feel like there's a lot of crossover in the problem you're trying to solve for businesses with what I do in that it's ultimately they find it really hard to tell their own story and how to tell that story in a way that's going to help the public and the people they want to engage with really connect with it. And so, but a yeah. lot of the time they don't, they kind of see that storytelling aspect of their business as like a nice to have, not like a need to have for sustainability and growth. And so because they see it as like a nice to have, they see it as something that they should like tinker around with on the side. And so the idea of engaging someone who professionally essentially tells their story for them can be quite a leap, especially in like small businesses, small town mindset. Yeah, I think when people realise or businesses realise that they need help to tell their story and their successes succinctly, then things start to fall into place because everyone in business knows that it's uh, you, it's it's a day-to-day -day thing. It's a day-to-day -day, uh, operational thing. Running a business might be a day-to-day uh, aspect of dealing with employees, ordering stock, all those rudimentary things. But what the business of entering business awards does is really helps you with understanding your business from an outsider's perspective, and that's where I come in, to look at it from outside that, that daily circle mm. and 
to be able to see how you relate to other industry colleagues, uh, to decision makers and opinion leaders in the area, and also to sort of the um, organisations that you might help as a business, you know, how to give community support that is meaningful to you in the in the long run and meaningful to your community. So it steps you out of that micro world of business and helps you to look at the macro world of your business and where it sits and how it's positioned. Yeah, I think I see it's it's and again there's a lot of overlap with that philosophy and with my philosophy because yeah so much so much of like when I see businesses having to try and get out of their own way, it's like because they can't see the forest for the trees in the context of their own business, they're so in, well, I kind of refer to it as the bubble. And you mm. almost, you do need that person outside the bubble who can kind of like capture all that really good stuff that you're doing and help you articulate it in a way. Because mm. I think we still get caught up on this idea of bragging, like talking about our successes. Mm. It's so hard to talk about that without feeling like, and that's probably a cultural thing. I would think in Australia it's that humble kind of mm. kind of mixed in with the tall poppy syndrome. It's like just keep your head down, keep working hard, don't sing mm. your own praises, don't be that person. But like the, I can't tell you the amount of businesses that I've worked with, and you probably relate to this too, where it's like how is it it's taken me to get inside this business to find out about all the amazing things you're doing and you're not even out there taking credit for it? Like even mm. just letting people know that you're donating these things or you're, you're helping or you're supporting this charity. Like no one would know unless they're either in your business or in the charity that you're supporting. Like the mm. community needs to know that you're doing such a good job. But, yeah, it's like how do you how do you say that in a way that doesn't sound bragging but also allows you to take a bit of credit for it as a mm. business in a really yeah. nice way, which which kind of um, brings me to, I suppose, I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions around the idea of applying for business awards. I feel like it's right up there with like the, oh, that's like self-congratulate, like, and this is again, misconceptions, like that's that's up there with self-congratulation and bragging and it's all just businesses being full of themselves. And I have to admit, part of me kind of believed that as well until I went to the recent business awards where you and I were sitting next to each other and we decided to do this podcast because I could see what was going on in the room. It was almost bigger than the awards. Like the awards were there and the people that um, won them obviously deserved them, obviously were doing really good things in their community. But it was everything that was happening at the tables, all the discussions that we're having. It was the exposure to like what people are doing in your industry, geographically Mm. close to you. Like I was looking around going, there is so much more to this than just the award. Like that's almost like the cream Mm. on top of this entire process. So what what would you say that, um, would you say that's one of the biggest misconceptions people have about this awards process is that it's just a big bragging exercise? Yeah, they people do see it as a bragging exercise. In fact, it's probably quite the opposite. It's a reviewing and forecasting exercise. It's a review via the questions that the business awards pose, which are obviously all compulsory to answer. Where have we been in the last 12 months? Have we achieved what we set out to achieve? What trials and tribulations have we faced? And therefore, coming outside of that last 12 months, where are we heading to in the future? And so that reviewing and forecasting process 
via the questions, which do tend to vary a bit from year to year, enables businesses to almost start looking at themselves daily or month by month at least, knowing what's coming up for the following year and knowing why, you know, do they want to diversify and take a different direction? Do they want to build a certain part of their business? Do they want to uh, specialise in their clients or do they want to, you know, gain more general clients? You know, how are they going to move the, move forward? And so it's really a business uh, business review and development tool in itself. Hmm. If you're there for doing that well enough, even to a fairly average and above average standard, you will generally become a finalist. And when you become a finalist, you get a chance to go along to the awards ceremony, which, as you say, is where the cream on the cake happens in that you uh, network with other people within other businesses that might be in your locality, in your region, you take your staff out for a, a night of celebration when usually at work it's just all hard yakka and you find out who's doing things within the region. So it's really a, uh, a bit of a bit of a sort of uh, insight into what's happening in the area. It's not the only insight by any means, but in general, these are the progressive and up-and-coming businesses. And if you want to be one of those, you need to mingle amongst those businesses and make yourself known and profile yourself within that within that up-and-coming business community. And that doesn't mean that you have to go, you know, out socialising every, every week of the year or whatever. It just means that you have had a good look at, who um you know who who's doing things around the area and people that you should perhaps make strategic alliances with or firm up sort of business relationships with some of those businesses might even be business chambers because there is a business chambers section and the whole of the business awards is often run by the business new south wales which is essentially the business chamber of new south wales so getting involved in the business chamber is one of the benefits that can happen and you can find out what's going on to meet like-minded businesses on a very regular basis via your chamber. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because I actually interviewed Megan Lewis in a previous um, podcast and she was just talking about like the chamber concept is still very much alive and well and it's such a great opportunity to find those complementary service providers, those complementary mm. product product businesses who you can like pitch and catch ideas with. Um, and I know in our local chambers, like there's this great collaborative vibe. Mm. Um, like the gentleman I was sitting next to at the business awards, um, we exchanged business cards because he's a business advisor and coach has zero desire to do marketing and social media. And he's like, do you want some work? I hate that bit. So mm -hmm. like it's, um, yeah. and I, I really like the, I really like when you were talking, I really like the reflective aspect that this brings as well, like as, a, as an internal benefit to the business, because mm. like, especially when it's just you or it's you and a small team or even like a slightly larger team, when you're at the top of the business, there's no supervisor coming in and giving you that pat on the back regularly going, man, 
you're doing some really good stuff, you know, like, oh, mm. congratulations. Like there's no, and unless you make time for that, there's no opportunity really to sit and reflect and think about what adversity you've overcome, what new ideas you've implemented, staff mm. you might have supported. So, and of course, like just the team building exercise of celebrating at the end of the year and, you know, just enjoying what each other you've achieved together as a team. Mm. I think even just that, even if you didn't win, that whole process I think is golden for keeping your culture and your values really aligned um, Mm -hmm. and just taking that moment to reflect and sort of, yeah, give yourself that pat on the back that you probably wouldn't do if you just get caught in the grind and you don't Mm. ever take the time for those moments. And I I hadn't thought about that until you explained the process behind the scenes. Mm. Yeah, I think that's the bit that people overlook that they're going to somehow in the last week before the business awards are due, crank out all this amazing information about themselves, you know, on directly onto a web onto a website, because that's how it's done. Um, and suddenly miracles are going to happen. Now, miracles have already happened, but it's within that business over the course of the year. But you do need time and concentration and some good thinking to be able to review what you've done in that 12 months. In a, generally, you don't have a lot of words. You have between 250 and 400 words per question. Uh, so that's both advantageous and non-advantageous because, mm. yeah, sometimes it's really hard to say, well, what do I leave in? What do I put in? What do I leave out? I've got so much to say. So people certainly don't need to be worried that 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 it's um an enormous process, but someone guiding you through that process, keeping encouraging you to keep to the word limit is like a sort of a mentor situation and say, Hey, didn't you give some money to mm. this sporting team or that community cause and you know or just, or just even like picking out things come and, up with ideas yeah. just and like picking out things where it's like hey you actually glossed over that a bit that's a big mm. deal why don't you drill down a bit more on that because yeah. there's a bigger story to be told with what you did there yes that's right mm. yeah like back in sort of 2019 2020 there was some businesses who said oh i went into the awards this year i had floods I had fires. I had all these adverse circumstances. When you drill I survived. Down, <laughs> that <yeah>. was it. <laughs> when you drill down, you realise that some of them made more money than they've ever made, but yet they were wading around in floodwaters or had bushfires across the road and et cetera, et cetera. The fact that they might have also made more money within that time is absolutely astounding. And even if they didn't, having survived and kept mostly their staff and come out the other end of such adverse circumstances is definitely something to congratulate yourself about and that you're still in business, still serving your community, still employing your people, still purchasing from other businesses that is in turn, you know, employing people in the region. So don't think just because you've had some, you know, like your staff were constantly away because there was a lot of COVID going on in your business. Don't think you were the only one. You certainly weren't. And therefore, um, 
often it's a really good idea to drill down and just uh, that question has been in the business awards in the last two years in particular, maybe three, about how have you dealt with adverse circumstances. So it doesn't, your business picture doesn't have to be full of roses. Um, it All that has to be is honest and from the heart and have some good strategic thinking in behind it when you tell your story. Hmm. Yeah, well, I think another point that Bear's mentioning as well, which I noticed the awards, is they also have micro-business categories. So they're yes. recognising that there is this emerging sort of micro-business class of like sole traders mm. and consultants who are also worthy of um, this, this kind of accolade. So I think yeah. that would be another misconception too that would be worth dispelling is that you're not too small mm. to make a big difference and get noticed in these things. No, that's right. The micro-business category is for the, you know, sort of one- or two-person businesses often. Um, then there's the small business category, which is up to 20 persons. And then there's the large business category, which is 20 persons or more. So all those categories are quite broad, especially the large business, because it could be 21 people or it could be 221 people. Mm. Um, but every category, there is definitely uh, other businesses in the room uh, at those awards that you'll want to link up with, whether they're in, in the same size as your business or a completely different size to your business. Yeah. So how does um how does the application process work? Um and in in that, I suppose it'd be really good to talk about your recommended practice because when we were speaking about this at the, the awards and you mentioned it before, it's not about doing a brain dump once a year and hoping you remember everything. Like there's check-ins along the way that are worth having to take, almost like keeping a, a diary of your business's activity. So how does the application process work from the very, very beginning to the finish for people that are interested in giving it a go? Well, obviously there's industry-specific awards and I haven't had a lot of exposure to those except I have put applications in for outstanding women business owners over probably the last couple of decades here, here and there and those women ranged from uh, for, uh, foresters uh, through to cafe owners and others. So that's industry specific and there's multiple awards like that. But then the most uh, the ones that most people like to compete in are the mid-coast or mid-north coast business awards. Both of those are run by local and regional business chambers supported by Business New South Wales and ultimately Business Australia. So there's a hierarchy. Within your local government area, um, there will be uh, a business award usually. And then there's a bigger region which might be made up of half a dozen local government areas, such as the one that we went to in Port Macquarie uh, a couple of Friday nights ago. That was the mid-north coast. It went from Tea Gardens to Woolgorga. And then there's, if you do well at that, then you'll be able to uh, succeed or be uh, 
moved along to the state awards if you're a winner in a regional award. And that's where you get to see the, the best in that category across across the whole state. Now, the questions in those awards are fairly standard from year to year. So you can prepare uh, by looking at the current year's questions. The questions and the entry forms, which are all online, don't come out um, before about three months before the award, um, you know, the awards are announced, as in you've got generally about three months to get your award entry in. But you can be fairly sure if you want to prepare and jot down answers that you would just go to the questions from the current year. Uh, like, for instance, all the 2022 awards are, are now over for reviewing the last the, the financial year we've finished. Uh, but if you're we're already in the next financial year, then you would have a look at the current questions and start writing down pointers that address those questions or employ somebody or contract someone like myself who can do a short monthly review of those questions and how they relate to what you've achieved within the last month or so. So that by the end of 12 months, you have a substantial number of points, pointers already that you're ready to develop. You don't have to think back, oh, gee, did I sponsor the Rodeo at Wingham this year or didn't I? And that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, again, from marketing and content perspective, like even just jotting those notes down can then be repurposed over on your social media channels of like, hey, Most like this certainly. is what was happening on in our business this month. These were the new ideas we were trying, um, new approaches to how we offer our products and services, things we have supported. Um, yeah. So anyone sort of looking at that going, oh, that sounds like a really nice, again, that nice to have, but I don't really, can't really afford it. Thinking about all the different ways you could then put that information to good use um, mm -hmm. would be fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah. Social media definitely comes to mind. In the old measure of how things were done, you know, sometimes you've done something really significant, and it is a general interest to general media, being TV, uh, newspaper, radio. Uh, but for your more sort of broad-based things, things that are specific to your customers, to your audience, uh, and of general community interest, social media is the way to go. You know, you don't have to um, spend any much in, you know, much at all really mm. uh, to gain the value that you, that you gain. But once again, you can actually use those those posts those social media posts to review to review your activities as well hmm. um yeah it keeps like a running catalog of it yeah, visually it, as well it all melds in together because in the business awards you need to put down your website address and your social media addresses be that instagram facebook what whatever the case may be and the judges will review your social media now, therefore, if you're going to put down any addresses, your social media has got to be up to scratch and it's got to reflect what what you've done that's significant throughout throughout the last 12 months. Yeah. Um, so it's a sort of full circle, really. You have achievements that you 
that happen as they happen. You record them. You make sure that they're out there to the wider world. But then eventually you end up with progressing that plan where you're not doing the same type of social media posts all the time because your your business is not developing exactly the same all the time. Your business is is fine-tuning itself and advancing and changing along the way. So, so once you get a bit of a handle on that, you can almost program which parts of the month you want to have social media posts perhaps too and, and yeah. That's your expertise, Meredith, but you can pre-plan them uh, and get them out there. <clears throat> yeah, it certainly um, it certainly does help when the businesses are sitting down and going, right, going to do a bit of marketing. What on earth do I talk about? Um, and so to circle back to something that, again, we were speaking about prior to pressing record, um, you were saying that you are very kind of selective about the businesses you will sort of help um go into these awards and the big the big sort of the big tick for you is how connected they are to like a greater sense of purpose and the great the greater community that they serve so I suppose if a business wanted to prepare themselves for this awards process and really want to make a good fist of it what kind of work do they need to do around that because that might seem a bit that's something that might seem a bit a vaguer concept to some businesses, but it really is going to be a determining factor in if they're actually going to be successful in their application, isn't it? Yeah. I think, first of all, there's multiple categories of um, to go in. Now, some it's best to spend a bit of time working out which category within those business awards you're going to enter. Um, do you have time to devote to it have you got plenty of uh, decent information to put forward that is reasonably significant it doesn't have to be worth you know earth shattering but have you got a story to tell based around the criteria that you're entering now that criteria might for instance be environmental sustainability might be innovation it might be small business there's lots of categories so you can enter more than one category and it's a good idea to work that out early in the early in the piece as soon as the awards come out um choosing the right the wrong category for you is too late once you're halfway through the questions and you've already spent time and effort uh, um, so that's what I would say mainly. Choose the right um, the right awards that are going to work within your industry or your area. Choose the right criteria by looking at the criteria. Look at the questions if you have them for the current if the year that you're about to enter or look at last year's questions and start preparing and make sure you allocate a decent amount of time but call it business planning it's it leads to promotion but it's really about business review and business planning and um, you may choose to get people involved to help you along the way you will need figures from your accountant in some awards others don't ask about financial results they're more concerned with you know what impact you have within the community what impact you have within your town what impact 
you have for your employees, etc. So yeah, you and there's other categories like outstanding employee of the year and outstanding young employee of the year. You may have some amazing people in your business that you really want to encourage. And so that is a is another aim or another possible possible aim within within business awards. But it's important to pick pick some specific goalposts that you can relate to easily and with a lot of evidence to show rather than just sort of going mm. in to with almost like too broad a brush I guess yeah that's that's right yeah and you know I, I would tend to I really enjoy working with businesses that I know to be ethical and community oriented but most successful businesses are really like that um I've steered clear of any fly-by-night businesses or unethical businesses because I personally um, can't can't work um, in that sort of framework. Um, well, it so, makes it very hard to write an application for them when you don't think they deserve the award in the first place. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. So well. If, yeah. if someone wanted to reach out to you and help, have you help guide them through the process of the application, especially this monthly check-in concept, which I can see so much value in both the business owner and someone who is always like looking for marketing content. I think that's a golden way to approach it anyway. Um, how can they get in touch with you? Um, I have a website, um, which is katherinecalvin.com.au and they can check out that's got my contact details, um, my phone number and so on. My phone's pretty easy to find. Um, 0413-278-036. And essentially I do a lot of work online, but I'm super happy, especially in the first instance when I'm getting to know businesses who want to go for awards. I very much like to go to their premises, meet with them, and get to understand their business from a physical point of view um, after I feel like I have a handle on their business, um, having been there, seen there, and sort of experienced that business a bit more easy to do online so it doesn't take out big chunks of your day and you can do it at any time of the, the day or night as well. In general, it would take about sort of half a dozen sessions to help someone through a business award application. Essentially, I do the writing for them and lodge it, lodge it for them, but it doesn't mean they hand it over to me like a bunch of notes. It doesn't work like that. Um, it works that I draw the information out of their heads and they might refer to different computer files and uh, you know, accounts, accountants, zero reports, etc. Um, but they do need to put in a bit of time and effort. Um, I just sort of lend my expertise with write, writing and summarising and putting it into some good words, um, but also getting them to tell an interesting story that's going to impress the judges. It doesn't have to be that we are the biggest dollar turnover and, or we have the most employees. It's, it's you know, what other parameters have made us successful as a business? Yeah. 
Yeah, and like again, as like someone who's kind of new-ish to, I suppose, the self-employed landscape, that money mindset can be a really tricky one. So if you can start measuring your business success with other metrics, I think that's also a really healthy habit to develop as well. Again, regardless mm-hmm. of if you actually win an award, getting in the habit of measuring your business success by like adversity you've overcome, ideas you've implemented, um, things you've done to enrich your team. I think mm. that's a really good mental habit to be in um, moving forward. Um, Catherine, thank you so much for letting me take up your time. I feel like this is another one of those things that, especially for new business owners in like my generation of business owners, we look at business awards and have a very skewed idea of what they're about and seeing it firsthand and then getting your expertise on what you can actually get out of the process. I think it's super valuable. Um, And again, I feel like there's so much to be gained, even if you don't even win. Like mm-hmm. that's just uh, the icing on top. It's everything mm-hmm. else that you gain from the process seems so invaluable. Mm. So, uh, I think what I've noticed is if you're a fairly new business and you're in the new business category, which is often two years or less, you you can sometimes be asked about policies and procedures and businesses will say, well, we don't have any. I go, okay, let us develop some. We'll, we'll, perfect we'll opportunity some. to start you obviously have some but we'll put them down on paper um and we'll you know we'll outline them in the in the in the application by committing getting them out of our heads and getting them on the paper is a big step forward you know what is your customer complaints process and they go oh Cry after a Google review, that's pretty much it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we do this, we do that. I go, okay, let's dredge down a bit further. Let's have a look in different situations what type, what your customer complaint process might be. And, Mm. you know, what if it's, what if it's a problem within? What if it's a problem that's, potentially caused by a staff member what will you do about it if it should get really bad you know yeah is there a kink in the hose that you're not aware of that's that's sort of bringing about trouble and like um yeah and that's a really good scalable mindset to get into as well because the sooner even if it is just you at the micro business or small business level the sooner Mm. you can get those policies and procedures in place the easier it's going to be to grow and bring people into the fold because Mm. you've systemized how you do things around here and um yeah, it's going to make that growth, it's going to take a lot of the friction out of the growth too when you get to that point. Yeah, yeah. It sounds sort of unnecessary to many businesses, but it's things often you're already doing. You're just formalising them in case a situation should happen where you actually uh, need to go, oh, so what's in what's in our evacuation procedure for instance if you work in an area where you know you might have hazardous materials or something like that yeah um yeah it's like no time like the present to get that on paper before anything happens that's right yeah so yeah work health and safety is is another issue you know what procedures do you have in place um that you haven't committed to paper yeah. Now, they don't always ask you about these things, but some awards do. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So be I suppose to businesses out there looking to enter this, be prepared for there to be aspects of your business 
brought into the conversation you probably weren't expecting? It can be like that. It depends on the age of the business and the expertise of the business owner. If the business owners had other businesses before, some of the things will be commonplace. But if the people are young and very expert in what they do, but not long in business, then these, this type of help can be very good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I will make sure all the links to um, your website and contact details are available with this podcast. Um, but again, thank you so much for sharing your expertise. I really appreciate it.